This is HPR episode 1999 entitled, How I Record a Full Band Under Linux. It is hosted by First Time Host No Place Like Slash Home, and is about 20 minutes long. The summary is, how I use Arda, Jack Audio, and a Presonus interface to record an entire band practice. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi, I'm Nathan. This is my first ever broadcast here on Hacker Public Radio. I found you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I found something really special, I think. Something very uh, open source in nature. I, um, I've i been a Linux user for maybe four, almost five years, and um, almost exclusively non-Windows. And I want to talk to you guys about... Uh, how I've been recording and mixing my entire band under Linux. We were using a Mac previously, but um, now we're running Arch. Um, So a little bit about myself. I, um, like I said, I've been a Linux user for a long time. I like to make stuff, as most hackers do. Um, Experienced with some Arduino some more basic electronics, uh, just the good old hacker stuff, you know? Um, other than that, really, I, uh, I'm a musician, so that's why you get this talk. Um, I discovered Linux a good while back um, when I was given a Pentium 4 machine with Windows XP, and... Um, got bored of it, needed to find something else to do, so uh, that's what happened. Discovered Linux and haven't looked back. Um, But today's show isn't really about me. It's about what I'm doing. Um, So my band is a six-piece band, and we have bass, keyboard, drums, guitar, and um, one vocalist and one background vocalist, which is me. I came a little late into the uh, into the picture, so they already had a Mac already set up with the recording environment, but um, the, it was also being used for the keyboard player to manage her sounds. So we ended up uh, looking at using the recording system with my laptop, only my laptop isn't a Windows laptop or a Mac laptop, it's a Linux laptop. So we had to find out how best we can undertake this project. So what um, 
what ended up happening was I ended up doing a couple weeks worth of research on how I can do this, and I will report my findings in this talk. Um, first things first, we have to find a way to get the audio into the laptop. And really what we need for that is some type of an audio interface, basically an external sound card. Fortunately, we already had one um, in the form of a PreSonus Studio Live 16.4.2, which is a mixer and a audio interface. Um, 16 inputs, so we can have 16 microphones or, or whatever kind of audio we want. And it's FireWire. My laptop doesn't have FireWire. So I ended up going to Amazon and purchasing a compatible Express card to, um, to be able to plug it in. And surprise, it worked on the first try. You have to install the FF Auto FireWire audio drivers, but that's just one, one command and you're done. As far as, um, as far as the gear, we use the PreSonus for pretty much everything. It, um, it is our recording interface, but also provides our monitor mixes, which are um, speakers pointed towards the musicians so that they can hear themselves and the other musicians as far as um, to be able to play together. We also run the keyboard through there so because she does not have any kind of an amplifier or anything. As far as the drums go, they're really the trickiest um, trickiest instrument to mic up just because they have so many elements. We, um, we have an Audix-branded microphone kit, which comes with seven microphones, um, two, a pair of overhead microphones, which are stereo, and then one microphone for the bass drum, one for the snare drum, um, three for the tom microphones, and uh, all the required mounting hardware. As far as the vocals, we use Sennheiser E935s, which are dynamic handheld microphones, and um, just really good, rugged microphones for the human voice. Um, as far as bass and keyboard, they are plugged directly in. The bass player does have a amplifier in the room, but for recording purposes, we plug him directly in to our interface. The guitar, until a couple of weeks ago, was mic'd up, or was not mic'd up, but plugged directly in. However, now we have a sure SM57 microphone to capture his sounds. And all this is going straight into my um, my Linux rig. We have somewhat of an interesting situation just because um, we're not really recording this to be released. We're recording it to judge the quality of our music and just to have something to show our friends and to judge how far we're coming along in our practice. So um, 
we didn't want to do what uh, a typical recording studio environment. You would maybe start with the drums and build up all the other pieces one by one so that you have isolation and so that each player can have a perfect take. But we wanted more of a live thing going on, so we chose to um, play all at the same time, which is why we need 16 inputs to capture everything. Our room is not that big, however. It's maybe 16 feet by 16 feet, maybe even smaller, but um, we have the drums sort of boxed off behind a plastic cage to keep the sound down, which is really a big problem with a full rock band in a small room. As far as the recording side goes, into my... Once it hits the mixer, it's straight into the laptop. All 16 channels of audio. Um, And just uh, sort of as a side note, my machine is a sort of an older Dell Latitude, 4 gig of RAM and an i5, and it's running Arch Linux kernel 4.4, 64-bit. It's not the most amazing machine ever, but it, it can handle all this stuff from recording to mixing and editing. Um, so when you're dealing with Linux, generally you see two different audio systems, Pulse and ALSA, A-L-S-A, which is the Advanced Linux Sound Architecture. But most of those are for simpler audio cases where you just want to plug in and listen to your YouTube or whatever your your Hacker Public Radio. And um, they're not really built to handle all these sounds coming in. So um, the system that you use is called Jack, Jack Connection Kit, and it um, it's based around ALSA and uses ALSA, but it... Um, it's professional grade routing. And the beauty about the open source environment is that it is a standard and all the different applications can speak to each other through it as opposed to on the Mac or on the Windows side of things. None of the applications can talk to each other because they're all pieces of proprietary software. So this is actually a really big advantage that... um, One of the things I'm going to talk about later is virtual guitar sounds. And those can be fed directly back into your recording software or out to your headphones or to a set of speakers. Um, And so, yes, this is called Jack Audio, and it's available in pretty much every repo for any distro. Um... It, however, is just a command line tool, basically, and so you need to install a few other packages to really make it easy to deal with. QJack CTL and Patage. Um, the QJack CTL is for configuring your devices and your um, setting up your sound card and your sample rate and um, all those kind of things, all the different settings. Patchage is for um, controlling your signal routing 
it is um, a little interface that shows all your open applications that use Jack Audio. You can just drag connections between the two applications so that your um, and then audio just it just works. It's amazing. As far as the software we use to record live, we are using Ardor, which is pretty much the only piece of software available under Linux that does this. It is open source, and they they recommend a donation, but it's in most um, most distros repositories. And we're on version 4.7. We just arm the tracks and hit record record our pieces, and then we mix them down later. We do all the mixing in Ardor as well. It is a, uh, a pretty simple environment, but it has all the big features that you would see in a uh, Pro Tools or Apple Logic or any of those big-name DAWs. It's really an amazing piece of free open-source software and is it's really one of my favorite pieces of software on my whole Linux box. Um, however, one of the things about it, on a default installation, you don't have a whole lot of options for signal processing. By default, pretty much all you can do is change the volume levels of your tracks and pan them left or right. There is some automation of, of any control, which basically means you can change the volume level or really any setting during the course of the song. But other than that, it doesn't come with a whole lot of features. Most most DAWs come with um, plugins, they're called, to edit the sounds and make them sound different or better. And these have to be installed separately. And... I'm going to talk to you guys about a few of my favorite ones. The The ones that get the most use in my studio are the Calf Studio Gears plugins. They are a complete set, free software plugin bundle. And they, um, they're based on the LV2 API, which means that they have a nice, pretty user interface. And um, they just work. They're in the Arch repositories and um, there may be 35 different plugins ranging from uh, compressors, equalizers, reverbs and I'll talk a couple a little bit more uh, I'm a first time podcaster please forgive me um, I'll talk a little bit more about what all those things do in a little bit but um, the calf studio gear is my favorite but there's also the Invada plugins RDFX, and those get a lot of use in my my studio too. As far as the the actual processing I do, my two most important tools are a compressor and an equalizer. A compressor basically um, limits the volume, so um, you set a ratio, and for every uh, you pick a ratio like two to one or three to one and for every three decibels a sound gets above a given a given threshold it is only increased by one decibel for example in a, in a three to one compression ratio so you can actually push the level of the sound harder 
and reduce the dynamics of it so that you can actually get a louder sound out of a sound source or more more predictability. And I use that on just about everything, as well as an equalizer, which lets you um, adjust the frequencies of various... Of, of any audio, it lets you cut out the bass or reduce the treble or whatever sounds the best to your ears. Another piece of software that I would really recommend to anybody who plays around with the guitar is GuitarX. Also another piece of open source software. It, um, it is a virtual guitar amplifier with uh, speaker emulation, tube emulation... Um, various plugins to allow you to sculpt your guitar tone. And this is what I was using until we uh, we purchased a microphone for the guitar amplifier. It's, um, it's really fun to play with, even though I don't play with guitar. I am pretty much just a singer, but um, it's still fun to play with and easy to get a cool tone. The last thing I do when I dispense my recordings out to the rest of the band members is to edit and encode. Up until now, um, in this in the process, I've been recording in 24-bit WAV files, which are huge. Like, um, after a whole session, I might have 12 or 15 gigs of audio. So I chop that down to a... Uh, a high-quality MP3 using Audacity, which I'm sure most of you uh, podcasters are familiar with. I also use Audacity to cut out anything that is not part of the song um, that made it into the recording, such as uh, talking before starting the song or anything that made, made it into the recording that just needs to be cut out. And then I, uh, I send out the MP3s over email. And it's it's been a really fun process. I've actually learned a lot about um, both about Linux and Linux audio as well as music. So um, I think it's a, a good thing for a musician to learn how to record themselves versus paying a whole lot of money to to go to a professional studio. That's that's pretty much all I all I have to say on the topic, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, um, it's just a, a really good hobby to begin, unless you, uh, don't want to spend a lot of money. But, um, my studio, however, is a little more humble, because, uh, I've been practice. we've been practicing in, uh, in the bass guitar players, um, in his garage, which is actually built into a into a full studio, I only have a two-channel interface and um, a couple of different microphones, a USB microphone, which is probably what I'll end up doing most of the podcasting under. However, today I am uh, I'm in a different recording space. I am at the university. And I am currently speaking to you through a Rode NT1 microphone plugged into, unfortunately, a Mac. 
I was prepared to use my own microphones and just use this nice soundproofed room, but I realized that my, my that my battery was dead once I got to school. So I'm stuck here on the Mac. I really enjoy what you guys are doing over at uh, HPR, Hacker Public Radio, and I really hope that I can contribute a, a bunch of shows and... I've really wanted to get into podcasting, and I just discovered you guys one day, and it seemed like a perfect fit. I've really enjoyed listening to uh, the past couple of weeks' catalog of shows, and they are they're amazing that you can take a group of people from anywhere in the world and just say, make a show, and most of them are amazing. Some of them are don't have the best audio quality or the best speaking like uh mine i'm i'm working on it but i'm not the best podcaster yet and um i just think it's a really cool idea and i really appreciate the people who founded this i think that's all i have to say on the topic goodbye You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.